Hello everyone, welcome to RLCC Radio, where you can grow in your faith together with others by listening to our daily devotionals, sermons, and other audio broadcasts. Feel free to share this tool with others. Also, join us every day as we explore God's truth together. Let's dive in. Sa sandaling uh, manindigan tayo no sa ating pananampalataya sa ebanghelyo or mabuting balita uh, the moment na we take a stand you know and uh, we let people know that we are Christians and that we believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior and especially when we apply that no sa ating uh, limbawa sa workplace or san man tayo naroon when we, when we begin to uh, really stand out no no and and declare without shame or fear na tayo po ay identified with those who follow Jesus. Uh, when that moment comes, you know, we will encounter some form of uh, opposition. Uh, whether yan ay, uh, kumbaga, padaplis lang or simply lang or maybe lantaran, you know, or sa English, you know, subtle or overt, no? Uh, may mga tao probably who would make us feel na, you know, simply lang naman, they would make us feel na they don't approve of our stand, no, or of our convictions. Uh, they may, you know, somehow siguro indicate, siguro sa mukha nila or something that they, uh, you know, do not appreciate that we are so vocal and so obvious sa ating uh, position, no, bilang uh, mananampalataya. Others can be more overt, no, or obvious, no. Mas uh, ano sila? Parang mas uh, they can be uh, more violent, ikanga sa kanilang opposition, uh, either through words or actions, no. Talagang they might really show na they reject us or they do not approve of us uh, because of our Christian beliefs. Uh, some may even try to really punish us, hindi lang basta oppose us through words. Uh, they might even take action, no. Uh, we know that this happens in many countries uh, no, now we, we consider to be closed countries, you know, mga Middle East countries. But even in countries like the Philippines, no, meron, meron mga ganun, you know, that they can be quite vocal you know, and uh, aggressive whenever they encounter uh, Christians. You know, and lalo-lalo na pag diba, nababalita yung pagkakamali ng mga Christians, talagang pinagpipiestahan nila yan. No? Uh, yung mga tao who do not believe you know, in our Lord Jesus Christ uh, would see yung ganong mga failures as an opportunity no? para talagang i, ano, ilabas yung kanilang mga opposition, yung sama ng loob nila. And they would accuse us of being uh, money-making churches and so forth controlling, ganyan, manipulating, all kinds of accusations. Uh, which may be true, no? In some cases naman. Uh, we don't want to be uh, dishonest about it. Meron naman talagang mga churches at mga pastors who have done wrong. And of course, yung consequence noon is that uh, they are taken out of their positions or diba? Or even siguro na na didemanda sila because of their wrongdoing and that is to be expected 
But what I'm talking about is yung, siyempre, yung general response ng mga tao to those who, you know, who profess to really stand for their faith in Christ. You know, they, they do not hide, they do not pretend, they are uh, vocal about it, and they are willing to stand for what they believe in. And they would uh, really act upon it, no? Lalo na pag nasa government ka o nasa workplace ka, you know? Uh, they're not going to hide their faith. They're going to stand by what they believe in. And when you do that, you know, you will definitely encounter some kind of opposition. Now, the Apostle Paul dun sa ating babasahin ngayon, which is Galatians 4, verse 21 to 31, uh, is addressing uh, a group of people, Christians, you know, who are being persecuted, you know, because of their faith. Now, medyo unique yung kanilang uh, basically experience kasi they are being persecuted dahil uh, they are first of all mga Gentiles hindi sila Jews but more importantly Gentiles sila who have converted to Christianity at yung mga nagpe-persecute sa kanila believe na hindi sapat that they should just simply believe in Jesus dapat mag-convert din sila sa Judaism uh, in addition to believing in Jesus para masabi talaga that they belong to the people of God. Otherwise, kinoconsider sila nitong mga nagpe-persecute sa kanila as being illegitimate children. No, hindi talaga tunay na children of God. And so, because of that context, uh, you know, si Paul as an apostle at bilang uh, ginamit ng Lord to preach the gospel dun sa lugar na yun, sa Galatia, he was uh, really, you know, uh, appalled and uh, concerned ano dahil nagkaroon ng ganung klasing mga influence itong mga false teachers na to so he he wrote this letter and uh, he tried his best to so far you know we can see na he's really doing his best rather to uh, really defend the gospel na hindi kinakailangan mag-convert uh, sa Judaism uh, but instead simply trusting in Jesus and walking in the spirit uh, fulfills uh, God's desire and purpose for people, whether Jew or Gentile. At dito sa Galatians chapter 4, verse 21 to 31, uh, you know, he is addressing, no, yung experience talaga nitong mga taong ito who are being persecuted simply because siguro hindi sila ganun knowledgeable about the law and about the Old Testament as a whole. And so, si Paul bilang Pharisee, bilang trained under Gamaliel, you know, who's very skillful in the scriptures, uh, uses uh, the same umaga, tactic na ginagawa ng, ano, ng mga kalaban, you know, trying to use the scriptures to justify yung kanilang uh, maling paniniwala. So, Paul is actually addressing that and answering that, you no, know, and he uses an approach sa scriptures that may not be typical or normal kasi ang normal na way na pagbabasa ng Bible is you try to understand the original context and you try to understand the uh, original message you know uh, before you try to apply it sa present uh, ano, situation now uh, in some cases you know merong tinatawag na approach na wherein you are trying to uh, apply or trying to get the the inner meaning of, of the the passage no uh, which is sometimes called misan uh, allegory no uh, some uh, scholars uh, although this is not exactly allegory it's more like representative uh, or 
typological approach no sa pag-interpret. But I don't want to bore you with that. I just want to read yung verse 21 to 31 para makita natin yung reasoning ni Paul dito. So let's read that and then let's pray. Sabi ni Paul, uh, Tell me, who, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born in the ordinary way. But his son by the free woman was born as the result of a promise. Uh, verse 24, these things may be taken figuratively. Okay, For the women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. And verse 25, now Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds with the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. Uh, but the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, uh, Be glad, O barren woman who bears no children. Break forth and cry aloud, you who have no labor pains. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now you brothers like Isaac are children of promise. At that time, the son born in the ordinary way persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. It is the same now. But what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son. For the slave woman's son will, will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. Amen. So this is uh, something uh, I know, no? Uh, we need to reflect upon and understand, lalo lalo sa present nating application sa buhay natin. So, let's pray. Dear Lord, uh, maraming salamat po sa iyong biyaya that uh, we are able to have this devotional today. Uh, salamat po for waking us up, uh, for those of us na nasa Asia o Pilipinas, and for others naman abroad, thank you for giving them a whole day. Uh, salamat po sa blessing mo sa bawat isa sa, atin, sa amin. And now, Lord, uh, we realize, oh God, na whenever we do stand for whatever for whatever is true and, and right, uh, which is in accordance with your word, Panginoon, uh, there will be some kind of opposition. And uh, Lord God, tulungan niyo po kami to learn how to stand and face persecution in the biblical way. So, by your grace and mercy, uh, Speak to us through your word, Panginoon. Hindi siya madali, but uh, help us to understand your word. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, um, how do we face persecution? You know? uh, dito sa sinulat ni Paul, we, we can at least by application sa atin, you know, uh, two ways uh, or two examples, no? Uh, which I think uh, is very applicable sa atin, although yung kanilang unique situation is different than our present situation. Pero we can basically identify, you know, or see two two ways na ina-highlight ni Paul dito sa kanyang sinabi. One is uh, really very important when you are persecuted. Pag mayroong mga tao nag, uh, nag-o-oppose sa'yo, whether in a subtle way or in a uh, more explicit way siguro 
because you are a Christian, because you you are declaring that you are a follower of Jesus, and they are against you, and they want to show it either, you know, by their, you know, simple gestures or kaya by their outward actions, you know, and you might feel na parang you are uh, being persecuted. Uh, this is different, of course, from parang feeling uh, unpleasant lang or parang meron ka lang pinagdaraanan na mahirap sa buhay mo, uh, which is not really related sa yung Christian faith. Now, that's a different thing, the persecution. Uh, we're talking about yung you're taking a stand for Christ, maybe in the workplace or at home, and because of that, yun yung dahilan, yun yung reason why people start giving you a, a difficult time. So, what, what do you do in that situation? The first thing is, kailangan, you must know your true identity. And that is what Paul is doing dito sa verse 21 to 26. So, let's, let's look at that. Sabi niya, tell me, you who want to be under the law, are you not aware of what the law says? So, he's addressing yung mga tao sa Galatia na influensya na, or nandun na sa proseso, na didisive na ng mga false teachers. Uh, patungo na sila dun sa pagkoconvert sa Judaism. And uh, Paul is very much concerned for these people. So sabi niya, tell me, you who want to be under the law, or do, you who want to become Jews, no? are you not aware of what the law says? And so here when he says the law, of course, he's uh, referring to the entire Old Testament. No, He's not just referring sa Ten Commandments. So sabi niya ngayon, for it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman, you know, and the other by the free woman. Now, alam ng mga Hudyo ito, but maybe yung mga Gentiles, hindi sila ganun ka-familiar. But uh, for those who know the Old Testament, alam nila yung story niyan, di ba? Si Abraham had two sons. Uh, sabi niya, one by the slave woman, in other words, ito yung kay Hagar, na because sobrang tagal yung pagpapatupad ng promise ni Lord kay Abraham at Sarah, parang nag nagrevert na sila sa strategy nila, human strategy, na at that time, allowable naman yun because part of the culture. So, binigay ni Sarah yung isa sa kanyang mga servants, no? Para through, through her, ay eh, magkaroon sila ng anak, no? Uh, with Abraham. So, that's a cultural practice during that time. So, yung magiging anak ni Hagar will be considered anak din ni Abraham. But that is a human engineering. No? Kumbaga, gumawa sila ng paraan nila to try to solve the problem. So, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. Of course, that is Sarah. No? And because she did not believe, she could not wait. Now, in verse 23, sabi, His son by the slave woman was born in the ordinary way. Wherein, kumbaga, ibig sabihin, just as the, you know, uh, natural consequence nung ginawa ni Sarah, you know, uh, on, on her own uh, strategy. But his son by the free woman was born as the result of a promise. So in other words, si, uh, si Isaac was eventually born no, uh, to be their uh, son talaga in the flesh, was uh, given to them and, and was born because God promised you know, that they will have a son, uh, that it would not be by their own parang, efforts. And so there was a actually a long time of waiting, matandana sila, but eventually the promise was fulfilled. Now you know here's what the, the here's the shift that is very important. Sabi niya, these things may be taken figuratively, no? 
Or in other words, as a type, ina-apply ni Paul yung incident niya, which is a literal event, literal story in the Bible. But he's applying that as a, parang, uh, as representing something that is deeper in meaning. So sabi niya, these things may be taken figuratively. For the women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. This is Hagar. So he's applying that historical event, no, to a uh, something that uh, that is theological in implication, and so saying in effect, na you see si Hagar at yung everything na na you know yung kanyang naging anak, no, si Ishmael, and all of that is really representing, no, yeah, human effort, and so for Paul, uh, this represents yung covenant with Mount Sinai. And uh, yung mga tao who are of that kind of lineage are those who are slaves. No? Yan ang sabi niya. Now, which is really outstanding kasi kung para sa mga hujun probably who are listening or or hearing this for the first time, uh, it would be quite a shock to them na sasabihin ni Paul na sila ay from the line of uh, Hagar, no? And Ishmael rather than from Isaac, no? So, sabi nila sa Binipos of verse 25, Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. So, Paul is talagang boldly declaring no, na yung pangyayari na yun with Abraham and no, with Hagar uh, and her son na si Ishmael all because of a parang an unbelief on the part of Sarah uh, and really a, a way of parang trying to solve their problem through human effort. All of that represents you know, uh, slavery, sabi ni Paul. And then in verse 26, sabi niya, But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother. Now, this is amazing because Paul is not using the typical way of, uh, you know, interpreting uh, the scriptures, but he's actually mimicking most probably yung ginagawa ng mga uh, false teachers uh, yung ginagawa ng mga false teachers in trying to deceive the people doon sa Galatia so but the important thing here i believe is he's trying to tell the people in Galatia to know their true identity so he's trying to tell them that they are actually children of the promise you know uh, in other words from the side of uh, uh, Isaac, because nga, Abraham believed the Lord, even though nagwaver siya, and si Sarah also did so nagwavered him. But the giving of the son, si Isaac, was based on the promise of God. And so yung yung whole ano non, operation non was a was based on faith, and that's the main thing na sinasabi ni Paul dito. It's not the same as uh, you know trying to maneuver the situation para masolve yung problema like in the case of Hagar but rather like you know what Paul is saying yung uh, anak nila who is Isaac no and that's what the the false leaders were trying to do they were trying to identify themselves with Isaac but Paul was saying that Isaac came as a promise no he is the the result of the promises of God not not the result of their Parang, you know, maneuvering and doing something para to solve the problem. That's the main thing that sinasabi ni Paul dito. 
Although yung way niya is more like parang using the technique of his opponents to try to go back to them and tell them na mali sila sa kanilang pagkaunawa. Now, for us, the most important thing no, when we are being persecuted is really to know our stance, no? kung saan tayo. Uh, uh, that's why, you know, knowing the gospel, knowing the uh, the promise of God through faith in Jesus, so important yan. Maraming mga mandanampalataya kasi ang natitinag sa kanilang uh, pananampalataya pag sila ay nag-go-go ng opposition or persecution because they really do not know themselves. They do not know where they stand. Hindi klaro sa kanila, you know. Uh, minsan nga, nagkaka- meron ako mga nakakausap na mga mananampalataya na nagkakaroon ng ng doubts no sa kanilang pananampalataya no and, and there's they, one person even asked me sabi niya pastor paano kung uh, paano yung mga ano yung mga uh, buddhist ganyan o paano yung mga ibang mga religions di ba uh, tayo lang ba ang parang tama mga ganun so uh, i understand yung ganung mga doubts and those are desolations you know caused by the evil one to to give us doubt no sa ating identity that's why i believe na um, ang mga mananampalataya should be strengthened in their faith by by regularly going into the word of god and reviewing you know the gospel it really goes back to the gospel palagi that's why i believe na very important you know before teaching any person about you know how to live his life ganyan or ano ba yung what is the ethical thing to do ano ba yung tamat mali before even talking about that really the important thing is to settle yung identity niya in christ uh, in other words, for that person to understand the good news, the good news that is through Jesus, you know, anyone, everyone can really uh, experience yung the you know complete salvation you know, in the kingdom of God, becoming part of his, becoming part of God's family, having a, a new uh, status and identity as a child of God, uh, being transformed by the Holy Spirit. And having the hope, you know, for the future of, uh, you know, the the new the the new heaven and the new earth, all of that, you no, know, it becomes now possible for a person to experience that through faith in Jesus. And Jesus alone is the only way to have that kind of guarantee. Now, now all of those wonderful blessings can be ours, you know. Once ma ma maging matatag at malalim ang ating uh, pagkakilala sa sarili natin. Uh, this will help us, no, in in dealing with persecution, because basically, in persecution goes something like this, you know, parang sino ka ba, you know, ano? ba kala mo ba ikaw lang ang tama, you know, or ikaw lang ba ang righteous, you know, and all all those kinds of things. And of course, susugan pa ni Satan yon sa puso natin by reminding us of our failures and reminding us of our uh, own mistakes, you know, and Ang, sulu, ang ano, resulta nun is, of course, doubt about who we are. So, really, the, the solution sa, ano, sa ating uh, buhay, uh, whenever we are faced with any kind of opposition sa workplace, sa pamilya, is to know that who you are, you know, you are a child of God. You are, uh, you belong to, to God through Jesus Christ, through faith in Him. So that's the very first thing na kailangan mo review palagi. The good news that you have believed in. And it's very important to know in your heart of hearts uh, who you are and who you belong to. No? 
that you belong to God through faith in His Son, Jesus. Now, the second one is, of course, related to that. And that is to rejoice in your true identity. Don't just know about it. Rejoice in it. No? In other words, magkaroon ka ng joy knowing who you are in Christ. And let's read verse 27 to 31 no? para maunawaan natin ito. Uh, in verse 27, sabi ni Paul, For it is written, Be glad, O barren woman who bears no children. Break forth and cry aloud. In other words, rejoice. No? You who have no labor pains, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now, Paul is quoting another Old Testament scripture in Isaiah. And it's talking about the prophecy or the promise, you know, that God is going to bring forth children you know, from all over the world, from different nations, uh, through, the, through, his, uh, through the suffering servant, who is the Messiah. So, uh, Isaiah is talking about the future. And Paul is using it now, ngayon, for the present. So, geton sabi niya, Now, you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. So, he's now basically affirming yung identity ng mga Christians sa Galatia, reminding them who they are, and then telling them, you should rejoice in who you are. And then, sabi niya sa verse 29, At that time, the son born in the ordinary way, of course, Ishmael, no? Uh, persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. Uh, it is the same now, sabi ni Paul. In other words, nagpapatulo yung ganong opposition no, among those who are uh, from uh, the side of uh, ika nga, Hagar and Ishmael. And he's referring, of course, to the, Judah, uh, to, to the Jewish Christians who are trying to deceive itong mga taong ito sa Galatia. Sila yung tinutukoy ni Paul. Now, verse 30, But what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Again, Paul is applying this. This is actually a historical event. No, uh, This is actually uh, what you find in the in the narratives, in the story itself, tong incident na to. But Paul is applying it right now, but basically saying na wala dapat ikatakot yung mga Christians sa Galatia. In conclusion niya, sabi niya, Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. In other words, what he's trying to say is, Rejoice in your identity. Wag mo ipagpalit who you are in Christ. Because you know, one of the effects ng persecution is that we would just give in. Pag tayo ay nakakaramdam ng opposition or persecution sa mga friends natin, family natin, relatives, you know, pag sinabi na, ako ba, masyado ka namang seryoso dyan sa pagiging born again mo. Ang tendency natin is to give in and to give up our identity. No? Lalo na pagkasama natin yung mga kaibigan natin. You know, when they try to pressure us to, through peer pressure, yung bang, they're trying to persuade us not to take a stand for what is right and good. So, minsan, mag-go-go along na lang tayo. Tatawa na lang tayo sa mga green jokes nila. Or kaya, uh, kung sila hindi masyadong devoted sa Panginoon, they'd rather, they call themselves Christians, kunyari, pero they do not follow the Lord sa day-to-day life nila. And here you are, you want to follow the Lord. So, sasabihin nila sa iyo, huwag nang ganyan. Yan, alika, sama ka na lang, enjoy na lang tayo. Huwag na lang masyadong seryoso. Uh, all of that, of course, you know, is... Uh, is an attempt no to try to ikang persuade us no na wag tayong mag 
rejoice sa ating identity in Christ. So when we are faced with uh, persecution or opposition, kusaman lugar yan, we need to know our true identity and then we need to rejoice in that para hindi natin ipagpapalit yun o i-give up yung kahit na merong katumbas na persecution yun. Just like our Lord Jesus, we should identify ourselves with the Lord. No? Sabi nga ni Jesus, you know, na kung meron daw mga tao na tumatawag sa kanya na Beelzebub, no? that's a, of course an insult, uh, how much more those who follow him? In other words, it's actually a joy to uh, experience yung ganong uh, opposition because kung ang basis ng opposition is that we are taking a stand for Christ, then it's a legitimate type of opposition. Now, siyempre, kung tayo ay nakakaranas ng opposition dahil we are doing wrong, then hindi yan persecution. You know? That is really more of a consequence ng ginagawa mo. Pero kung wala ka namang ginagawang masama kahit kanino, and because of your faith in the Lord Jesus, people are giving you a hard time. No? Then you should know your true identity and then you should rejoice in your identi- true identity. So in other words, persecution is an opportunity for our true identity to shine. Ang persecution po, pag nakakaranas tayo, yung legitimate na persecution, hindi yung nahihirapan ka lang, no? But really because of your faith. You know, it's an experience related to your relationship with God through faith in Jesus. So kung yun ang dahilan, if it's real persecution, it's actually an opportunity for you to shine as a follower of Christ. Let your true identity shine. Huwag mong ipagpalit, huwag kang matakot, at uh, huwag, mong, uh, huwag kang mag-conform sa pressures ng mga tao sa paligid mo. Remain true to your calling and continue standing uh, as a follower of Christ even if it's difficult, even if uh, people would insult you and call you names. Remain true to your devotion to Jesus, whatever happens. Let's all pray. Panginoon, uh, tunay nga Lord God, na whenever we take a stand for the truth, nakakaranas po kami ng opposition, and sometimes insults sa mga tao. Uh, Lord, tulungan niyo po kami to, to know who we are, yung identity namin in Christ, and to rejoice in who we are so that we would not give in sa mga persecution na ito. So that we would not conform sa pressures ng mga tao sa paligid who's trying to persuade us not to be devoted to you. Father, we want to be devoted to you and to your Son, our Lord Jesus. We don't want to compromise our faith. Tulungan niyo po kami, Lord, uh, to be gracious, of course, sa mga tao na nag-oppose sa amin but to also be a light uh, to our friends, to our others who may not believe as we do. Tulungan niyo po kami to be, uh, to have influence sa mga tao rather than yung mga tao naging influence sa amin. Help us to be the salt and the light in this world. In Jesus' name, Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you were encouraged and edified to continue following the Lord and growing in your faith together with others. If this content helped you, consider sharing it with others. Also, if you would like to support this ministry, 
please visit solo.to slash rlccphil. That's solo.to slash rlccphil. See you again.